0: The city of Rio is prepping to celebrate another mile marker on the road to the 2016 Olympic and Paralympic Games. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. City leaders and games organizers will mark the one-year countdown to the 2016 Summer Paralympics on September 7th. Festivities mirroring those that took place at the beginning of August to celebrate one year to go until the Rio Olympic Games will take place throughout the city next week. Around the Rings reporter Aaron Bauer is in Rio and joins us now. So Aaron, the last that we spoke, I know we discussed test events taking place in Rio, including triathlon, sailing, and equestrian competitions. And since then, marathon swimming, rowing have held respective test events. As you predicted, Rio 2016 leaders have answered a lot of questions concerning water pollution in places like Guanabara Bay. So a lot's happened. But first, uh, like I mentioned, test events since we last spoke. Uh, how have those gone?
1: Uh, they've gone well. Uh, the test events have been keeping me occupied. You know, they're, they had a bunch clustered in august and a few will take place in the beginning of september just to um get a lot of the outdoor events to mimic the weather conditions that athletes will be facing in a year when they're here for the actual games you know the organization is probably as as good as it's going to be um there have been some mistakes which you know is to be expected these are um test events they're not you know full-fledged international competitions they're designed so that you know the organizing committee can learn from them so things like you know media operations are not always tested and you know at the ones they were they were top-notch and you know the organizing committee's learning as much as they can
0: you mentioned they're trying to mirror weather patterns that would maybe occur during the olympics next year how has the weather been in rio during your stay so far
1: uh, august has been a, a a great month Um, mostly sunny only a few days of rain Um, apparently much less rain than usual that they get. But you know, for it being winter down here, it doesn't feel like winter at all. It feels like uh, late spring, early summer back in Atlanta. And
0: I know there's been a lot of talk in recent weeks about sicknesses related to waters in and around Rio, but, but it seems like for the most part, concerns have subsided. Is that the feeling you're picking up on?
1: I don't know if it's that concerns have subsided. It's just that international federations are doing a good job of minimizing the talk of concerns for their athletes they say that you know the number of sicknesses is is, is down from what they expect and you know on some level we have to take them at face value but at the same time, you know the concerns are still out there. Um, they're not going to meet the targets that they wanted to in terms of treatment of sewage going into Guanabara Bay. Um, you know, pollution exists in other waterways around Rio. You can see it on the Lagoa. They're doing the best they can, and we'll see what ends up happening before the games. But you know, at this point, it's it's not almost a little too too little too late. But you know, it's it'll be interesting to see what comes out, because apparently ISAF, the International Sailing Federation, is going to release a report based on their test event, and they're still calculating all the data that they've gotten. So it'll be interesting to see what they say.
0: So you mentioned federation leaders have come forward and tried to minimize talk, at least, or maybe concerned talk about waters in Rio. Have you spoken to any athletes? Do they they have any say in in what's um, maybe the condition of waters there?
1: You know, the athletes at this point, they just want to compete. Um, They're going to do anything for an Olympic medal. If the waters of Rio are found to be highly dangerous, the athletes will say too bad and jump in anyway, if that means getting an Olympic gold.
0: So far, I know there have been a lot of test events, press conferences, the celebration, as I mentioned, at the beginning of the month, marking the one-year countdown, what what has become, I guess, your routine in Rio for the time being in the lead-up to the games? How many events do you cover in a week?
1: Um, it depends on the week. This week was pretty slow. Only been to two events so far. But it, some days I'm working seven days a week. But some days, some weeks I'm not, you know? It, it kind of just depends what's happening. In Rio, things kind of pop up, you know, right before they happen. Um, it's not like they have a giant schedule beforehand because there's so much going on so you know some days opportunities come out of nowhere some days they don't and it it, it's very variable but you know they're, they're keeping me busy down here.
0: So I know volunteer applicants I guess through a program for the first time will have the option of taking English language courses. What does this mean for Rio 2016? I know a lot of the leaders are saying this is this has a lot to do with legacy is that right?
1: Yeah, one of the the things I have noticed down here is my Portuguese is not at an acceptable level yet, and that is a challenge most days because not a lot of people speak English. With English being, you know, a lingua franca around the world in terms of business and other forms of communication, when people don't speak a common language, organizers really were keen to try and use English education as a legacy for Brazil as it moves forward after the games. Um, So their thinking is that they can partner with this company, Education First, um, who will be doing the English language courses for like the volunteers for the games, and that they're going to try and pass out a a million licenses for English courses before the games begin. So, you know, they already had an initiative where they're passing out around 10,000 licenses for taxi drivers, and they're passing out 300,000 for the 70,000 volunteers and everyone else who applied to become a volunteer. So even if you didn't get selected to help, you know, make the games the spectacular event that they are, you will still get a free English language course out of that.
0: And how do Rio 2016 and city leaders plan to celebrate the one-year countdown to the Paralympics
1: next week? Um they're going to have a little showcase event um in a park just to the side of, uh, the Lagoa, which is where the rowing and canoe sprint events will take place. Um, they've, they've got some cultural, um, tents set up and they're, they're going to do a, a showcase of different Paralympic sports so that the public can try them and see, you know, that these are high-performing athletes, uh, cause international athletes are going to be there showcasing their sports. Um, these, these are, athletes that, you know, are at the peak of their training. So the public will get some awareness from that and really see how the Paralympics helps these people and introduces sports into their lives.
0: So in the near future, I know Rio has a lot of obstacles to, not obstacles necessarily, but things to hurdle in in the coming months before the Games. What would you say is the biggest challenge in the near future for them
1: to overcome? I mean, the the biggest challenge is just delivering everything. You know, they like to toot how close they are to finishing some things, but the fact remains we are less than a year to go to the Olympics, and a majority of venues are not complete yet. Um, Authorities down here say that's what they want, and that was always the plan. So we'll see um, how well everything gets put together before the Games.
0: A lot more to come. That was Around the Rings reporter Aaron Bauer joining us from Rio, where organizers and city leaders are carrying on the march to the 2016 Olympic and Paralympic Games. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.